Good morning. How are you guys today? Good. It's good to see you all. Welcome to, to church today. You guys know what weeds are? Yeah, you, you think you could identify a weed if you were going around the outside of your house and you saw some weeds growing up in the mulch or maybe you have rocks around your house? Do you think you could figure out which one was a weed that you should pull out and which one was a plant that you should leave? Yeah, if you had a garden and you had some, some tomato plants growing, maybe some cucumbers, maybe some corn, you think you could tell the difference between the, the weeds that should come out? and the plants that should stay. What if you couldn't tell the difference, though? Then you might accidentally pull a plant that should stay, right? You might get a weed, and then you get a plant, and then you get a weed. And how would you know? If, if the plants looked exactly the same, if the weed looked just like the plant that you wanted to stay, that'd be kind of tricky, wouldn't it? We're about to hear Jesus tell us a story, and you could think of it like him painting a picture. When he tells this parable, he wants you and I to look at the picture. And the question we're going to consider is, what do we see? We're going to see a field with a bunch of wheat. Now, if you don't know what wheat is, it looks kind of like really tall grass, but at the top... It has the head where the the kernels of wheat are. Well, in that field of wheat, we're also going to see a a weed. But it's a, a kind of weed that looks a lot like the wheat. And it can be really hard to tell which one is which. And we're going to look at this field, and Jesus is going to tell us that the wheat is going to be brought into God's barn to heaven, And the weeds are going to be bundled up and thrown into the fire. Hell. And it's kind of a scary picture. Because we're going to look at it, and we're not going to know which is which. And then we're going to look at ourselves, and we're going to say, which one am I? It's going to be a reminder of why we need Jesus so much. We can't base whether or not we get into heaven on what we look like on the outside. We need our Savior Jesus to show us what he has done for us to make us righteous, to make us good enough to get into heaven. You and I on our own, we cannot be good enough to get into heaven. But Jesus has made us that way. Jesus gives us the confidence to know who we are, to know that we our wheat. This is what we're going to talk about today in our sermon. I want you guys to, to listen real closely and see if you can follow along as we look at the picture that Jesus paints for us today. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we live in a world full of sin and wickedness. And when we look at our own lives, we often see that sin, that wickedness in our own lives. Help us today to to better understand who we are and to better understand and appreciate what you have done even for us. Help us to value the preaching of your gospel where you show us that you have made us right with you. Help us to leave here today confident of who you have made us to be, wheat that will be gathered into your barn to be with you forever in heaven. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. As I mentioned in the children's devotion, whenever Jesus uses a parable to teach us, he is painting a picture for us to look at. And one of the ways that we can approach a parable is to simply get the picture out there and then to look at it and ask yourself, what do you see? So let's do that. Let's take a look at the picture that Jesus has painted for us today in Matthew chapter 13. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into the blazing furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. This is the word of our God. So what do you see? As you look at that picture that Jesus paints, the the field that is the world with the wheat and the weeds, be helpful for you to know here that the, this is the only place in the entire New Testament where this particular word for weeds is used. It shows up five times, and all five times are either in the parable itself, in the picture, or in Jesus' explanation. It's a, a word that has a lot of English meanings because it has a lot of different names in English, but two of the more common ones that you might be familiar with are ryegrass and false wheat. This particular weed that was sown by the enemy into the world, into the field, really does look a whole lot like the wheat. So if you could just picture this in your mind, you're looking at a field full of wheat-like plants, and as you look at it, you can't tell which is which. It's hard to know. And you look at this field, 
And because Jesus paints the picture and he tells us there are two different kinds of plants here, you can be confident you are looking at two different kinds of plants and you hear the outcome, two very different outcomes. One where the wheat's gathered into the barn and then we're told they shine in heaven forever and the other bundled up and thrown into the fire, burned, hell, weeping and gnashing of teeth. The outcomes could not be any different. Jesus tells us that the wheat, good, righteous. The, the weeds, evil, wicked. And that makes sense. The, the seed sown by the Son of God himself through the preaching of the word, good seed. The seed sown by the evil one, the devil, Evil, wicked seed. Now this is a little challenging for us because I know I'm preaching to a room full of people who are here because you're Christians. And you come here with a certain perspective. You've heard the word of God before. As I look around this room, I I don't see anyone that I am convinced has never heard the word of God before. If I did, maybe I'd preach a little differently right now, but I'm confident everyone in here today has heard the word of God before. Maybe there's some people at home watching online who haven't. So you come here thinking, well, I'm wheat. Okay, fair enough, but just know that you can't possibly know that by looking just at this parable. If you're just looking at this picture, and this is all you're looking at, Jesus tells us there's good plants and bad plants. There's righteous plants and unrighteous plants. But you have no way of knowing how you become a a righteous plant. In fact, if you just look at this and you listen to what Jesus says and you hear that the weeds are equated with causing sin and wickedness, and you and I ought to get a little concerned. Because as I look at my life, I see examples of that. I see examples of of causing others to sin. I see examples of evil and wickedness in my life and I know the same is true for you. I can't tell you how many times in 11 years of ministry I've, I've heard someone who strayed from the church say something like, ah, there's so many hypocrites there. If you knew my mom, if you knew my dad, if you knew my brother and sister the way I do, good church-going folk, if you knew what they were really like, you wouldn't go either. We all really look alike, if you're honest. If the world is the field and all these plants out in it look alike, that should make sense to you and me. We can't tell the difference. In fact, we look at the picture long enough, we start to get pretty scared. Start to wonder if maybe we're weeds. And so the first thing we gotta do today is just make sure we are all absolutely certain that we're not weeds. The first thing we need to do is make sure we're absolutely certain, every single one of us here, and anyone who's watching at home, You and I are wheat. The first thing we got to realize is that our being wheat has to come from outside of us. It can't be something 
that we see in ourselves as if we're the ones who assure ourselves that we are wheat. Our assurance must come from the outside. Absolutely, positively. We have beautiful passages in the scriptures that assure us of this. One of them is in in Romans chapter three. You've probably heard this one before, but listen once again. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There's no difference between Jew and Gentile for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. The one who who teaches this parable, the one who paints this picture Jesus, the Savior of the world, tells us that the way we tell the difference between the wheat and the weeds is by applying the law. And if you and I were to do that, we would just see guilt. The law makes us us conscious of our sin. But there is righteousness, and this righteousness comes through faith in Jesus to all who believe. All are justified. All are declared not guilty who have faith in Jesus Christ. And more than that, when Jesus died on the cross, he declared the whole world not guilty so that we can be absolutely sure that we are the ones for whom Jesus died. A passage that you all know well, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. The word for the world there is the same word Jesus uses for the field here. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. You know that Jesus came for the whole world for every single man, woman, and child who has ever lived or will ever live, definitely for you. You are wheat. Jesus has made you righteous. You've heard this time and time again, and you can have absolute confidence based on the promises of God and on the promises of God alone that you are wheat. But now as you look at this picture again and you say, okay, we are the wheat. We are the ones that are the product of Jesus scattering seed, the preaching of the word. We are the wheat Here we are in a field among weeds, waiting, waiting, waiting. Now we gotta ask God for patience. We gotta say a prayer asking God to make us patient as he is patient. So why is he patient? I wanna tell you a story about a a man named Fred Joyner. I met Fred when he was 89, when I was serving my intern year, my vicar year in, in East Tennessee. And usually vicars don't do funerals. But my, my bishop, my supervising pastor, was gone on vacation and Fred ended up passing away very early in the week and I ended up doing Fred's funeral. I had gotten to know Fred a little bit over the months before I, I had the privilege of preaching to a group of people at his 
funeral, Fred was an atheist for 87 years. Fred lived in a part of the country, we call it the Bible Belt, right? The South. He had been around Christians his whole life. He had even heard the the word of God a a lot in his life and he rejected it, he rejected it, he rejected it. For 87 years, if, if we would have just applied the law to Fred, what would we have seen? Weed. And he would have been pulled up. But Jesus says to his angels, no, we're not going to pull the weeds yet. We're waiting till the day of judgment to do that. Let the weeds grow among the wheat. Why would he do that? To allow for the continual preaching of the word. To allow for the continued preaching of the gospel that not one of God's elect would be lost. From an objective perspective, as we look at Fred's life, we would say, there's no way. This guy is a a hardened unbeliever, but the word of God, the gospel of sins forgiven in Jesus was preached to him once again in his late 80s, and by the grace of God, he came to faith. He came to know his savior, Jesus. What you thought was a weed was actually one of God's elect, was actually a child of God, was actually wheat. You see, what you think might be a weed based on outward appearance, you can't actually know that. You're not God and you're not one of the angels. One of the biggest temptations for pastor types and and, and also for you is to think that we know who's weeds and we know who's wheat. You don't. And neither do I. So stop thinking you do. Because you don't. Only Jesus and his angels, only our God and his angels know who those weeds truly are. Our God is patient. And that is an incredible blessing. He's been patient enough for the gospel to be thrown onto your heart, to be thrown onto mine. He's been patient with us, and by his grace, we have already come to know who our Savior is. We are wheat. But until judgment day comes, the patience of God is something for us to celebrate. It's something for us to pray God would give us as well. That the word of God, the gospel of sins forgiven, of righteousness found in Christ, would continue to be preached. That more and more wheat might continue to to grow. And so, yeah, we look at this picture and we see wheat and we see weeds and we know the, the two different outcomes. One is horrifying, one is beautiful. We know that we are wheat and that we will shine with our God forever in heaven. We know that our God is gracious, that he is perfectly just. We know that he is patient. We ask that God will continue to give us patience as we wait for that day when we are gathered into his eternal home. Amen.